0: You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the leadership class, and uh, today is Saturday morning, and 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 I know a lot of us watch it throughout the week, and that's great, too. Um, today's title is Power Leadership, and um, um, I'm actually really excited about this class, Uh it's it's without a doubt um, probably one of the most important classes. You know, last week I talked about uh, uh, the spirituality of a leader, and this kind of this goes hand in hand with that. Um, very significant, and I think one of the keys to uh, really having great success in our leadership um, in uh, the idea of the power that. Really, uh, moves our leadership that gives us the strength that we have that helps us to, um, really be all that we are, um, meant to be by God and, and, and the power we need to fulfill the roles that God has given us. It's all available. It's all there from God, everything we need for whatever task he gives us, whatever challenge, whatever charge. But what I find is, is a lot of times we have a hard time with figuring out, um, how to draw that power, how to draw that strength from God and how to be our full strength. And, uh, so that's what we're going to talk about today. It's a short, it's, it's probably a shorter class, but, but, um, more important than a lot of other things that we will discuss, even in this series. Most of what we discuss in this series is practical things, but the last class in this class are, are definitely the heart of it and, and where, where leadership comes from for us. So uh let's go ahead and start out with a prayer. Father God, be with us now as we uh, study your word, as we open up our hearts and minds to learning and growing. Help us to be the best we can be in our leadership roles, whether it's uh leadership at home, leadership at work, leadership in the church or in the world. Father, Uh help us to be the best we can. Father, we know that as your disciples and as followers of Jesus, he's the best leader. He's the best leader in the whole world and that ever was. And, and I pray, Father, that we'll be able to imitate him in this specific area of our life. God, please bless our study. In Jesus, then we pray. Amen. Okay. So power leadership, you know, maximizing your strength, being operating at your, at your best potential. Um, in Isaiah 31, one, he says, he says, woe to those who go down to Egypt for help who rely on horses who trust in the multitude of their chariots and the great strength of their horsemen but do not look to the holy one of Israel or seek help from the lord you know this was a this was a challenge given to god's people by isaiah because they were relying on uh, other powers to help them instead of on god um the the assyrians were a dominant force for a while, and and Israel was turning to them for help. Judah at times even turned to to Egypt for help, um, which was really crazy if you think about it, because um, they had escaped from Egypt by the power of God. They had taken the promised land by the power of God. They were given all this land by the power of God, and yet here they are in trouble, and who are they turning to? They're turning to Egypt and they're turning to the Assyrians for help when they needed it. And, um, that's, that's probably a bit, that's a major clue as to what we rely on, what power we depend on is what do we do when we're in trouble? You know, um, who do you rely on when you're having trouble, when you're having, uh, difficulties? And that's, that's really Essential to strong leadership is learning how to rely on God and keeping your reliance on God. It's totally our human nature and our sinful nature to want to shrink back, to want to go back to an easy source. You know, Uh, I love this scripture in 2 Chronicles. It says, When Amaziah returned from slaughtering the Edomites, he brought back the gods of the people of Seir; he set them up as his own gods, bowed down to them, and burned sacrifices to them. The anger of the Lord burned against Amaziah, and he sent a prophet to him who said, "Why do you consult the people's gods, which could not save their own people from your hand?" Which kind of shows how ridiculous it is when we don't rely on God, because you know the example here is so Amaziah is goes and he conquers the Edomites and then he brings back their gods and worships them and God sends a prophet says look their gods didn't protect them from you why would they protect you from me you know why would they protect you at all but it shows how he how how likely or what what are how strong our tendency is to rely on other things for strength and for power and, and to depend on whatever's easier. I mean, these gods of the Edomites, well, first of all, they're, they're no gods at all. There's only one true God. But it's easier when you have these little statues or paintings or something because it's easier for our minds to conceptualize, right, this little god. Or a God that we can wear on a on a necklace or on a ring or on jewelry or it's a, it's easy it's easier for us to make God in our image than to really understand that we're made in god's image and and we and we tend to do that we try to shrink down God so we can stick him in our wallet or stick him in our purse or stick him in our on our shelf and he can protect our little house and and the truth is that's no God at all. That's that there's that's no God at all, and the and it has no power. Despite that, we still tend to rely on things that didn't save us before, that didn't protect us before. And that's God's argument. And this little scene, this scene is played out multiple times in the Bible, especially in the minor prophets. There's multiple times where Israel and Judah are rebuked for why are you depending on them? Why are you turning to them? Why don't you depend on Yahweh, the God of our fathers, the God who rescued us, the God who, who restores us, the God who raises the dead, the God who has proven his love to us? That's what we need to, but we, we tend to rely on other things. That's just, it's human nature. So the question is, who, who do you rely on or what do you rely on? You know, there's, there's a lot to rely on. There's talent, you know. A lot of us are very talented, especially in this country. We have a lot of talented people, and that's a lot of because of the resources that we have and the and the training we get, and and so much is available at our t- fingertips that that we can really build up our talents and and in our sense, in a sense, our talents are able to to run free in a, in a in a society and in a time and a place with abundant resources. Uh, experience, you know, the older you get, the more you tend to rely on experience. Um, why? Well, because it worked in the past. Why wouldn't it work today? You know, and, and that's a tricky one because yeah, experience has a great value in that it's tried and tested, right? You know, it works. The trouble is that the world is changing rapidly. And so what you did before may not work today. It may, it may not, it may not be effective anymore. And so we got to be careful with experience training, you know, it's, it's very similar to experience. Um, You get a lot of great training in life. We get it from everywhere, from the church, from work, from, from different resources, but everything is changing. So training is great. It's great. No doubt about it. You know, people well-trained do really well. They tend to do really well, but it's limited. It's also limited. Uh, education. Education is great. I'm a big advocate. I'm getting my doctorate uh, right now. i uh, working on my doctorate, and I love what I'm learning. It's helping me so much in my leadership. It's helping me so much in different ways, uh, but it is not the source of my salvation. It is not the source of the power of my leadership. Uh, discipline. Some of us Uh, We're just good at being disciplined. Most of us are not, but some of us are. Some of us, man, if we say we're getting up at this time, then we get up at that time every day. If we say we're going to work out this long, we work out that long every day. If we say we're going to eat only these things, then we only eat those things. If we say we're only going to spend this much money, that's all we spend. Man, that's awesome. If you are a well-disciplined person, that's going to help you a lot. That's that's a great quality to have. That's a great quality to develop. Um. However, discipline does not win the world. It's part of it. It's 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 a great attribute. Uh, media input. I mean, we can learn. You can learn about anything now. You can learn how to do anything. I my son's bumper got busted, and I googled. You know, how do you fix a nine, a two thousand and fifteen Honda Civic bumper? And there's like five videos on how to change out the bumper. You know exactly what to do. Man, we've got resources for everything. Anything you want to do, you want to cook, you want to build, you want to organize, you want to whatever. It's, it's, it's out there. It's amazing. The information out there. Uh, friend input, the friends that we have, you know, we, we, the great thing in the church is we have lots of friends in the church. Um, I mean, it's amazing how many friends we have. Uh, Michelle and I laugh because it's hard to keep up with our friendships. We have so many friends. We have great friends in Mexico and the Caribbean and Florida and New York and New Jersey and in San Diego and in LA now. And, and it's like, man, we can't even keep up. Almost every day is one of my friend's birthday. At least every week I've got a friend having a birthday. And friends are great resources to help us be better leaders and stronger advice, you know, getting good advice, having wise and spiritual people that you can speak to and you can get input from. And that's wonderful. And just friends in general that support you, build you up that, that are there that, you know, I've got some just amazing friends. I mean, Doug and I are becoming such great friends. I've got Guillermo in San Diego who. Who, man, he just, we just know each other. I have Jeff in San Diego. I got Jeff, the guy who stayed the Bible with me. We're still close friends. He lives in Tampa. I've got friends, Johnny in, in New Jersey and, and Raphael in, in, in Miami. And, and I mean, I've just got people that I can just share and my heart, my struggles, my, if I'm down, if I'm, and, and not to mention, I mean, the, the best friend I have in life at all is, of all is, is, is Michelle. And and she just knows me so well. She knows immediately if something's wrong. So all these are great resources. They're all great. The friends, the media, the education, the experience, the talent. But they do not empower leadership all the way. They're all limited. They're all great. They're all wonderful. Don't get me wrong. I'm not negative on any of these. I mean, the more of these you can have in your life, the better, but there's something much more powerful than all of these things, than all of these things put together. And, and honestly, it's very hard not to just rely on these things. I mean, it's what the world does. And it's, it's where the world's at. Um, and, and it's easy to be like the world. What really shows what, what are we relying on? What are we trusting in? What are we putting our faith in? And these are all related. And remember, um, the word for faith, whether you're using Greek pistos or Hebrew "emuna," is really to trust in, to rely on, to depend on. Okay. And, and so what, what we depend on, what we trust in, what we rely on has a lot to do with our capability and how much we can get done. And, 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 and I don't mean in quantity, I mean what we can get done what are we able to fulfill God's plans for us? are we able to complete the missions that he gives us and you and you have to understand that that God will give multiple missions and sometimes sometimes we grab a vision of the mission, but we but it's too small like when i when I was asked to go to to Mexico City on the mission team. And I was super excited about that, gave all my stuff away, I mean literally just handed out to my roommates. You can have this, you can have this, you can have this. Sold my cars and 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 packed up and moved to Mexico. My dream, my mission was that I was gonna be an evangelist to Latin America. And I was thinking I'd get trained in Mexico and then get sent to South America uh to plant a church and to build churches there. But lo and behold, two years later, I get asked to move to Miami and plant a church there. And that was not at all what I thought my mission was. God had changed it. No, actually, it was my mission has always been just to serve God. Now, I get smaller missions that I see at that point was to help build campus ministry in Mexico City. But it's always adjusting. But always God gives me what I need. God empowers me. He enables me. He equips me. He surrounds me with the people. So even those things. But the real test of it is is when I'm down, when I'm in trouble, when I'm angry, what do I do? When I'm discouraged, what do I do? When I'm dreaming and excited, what's my first step? When I'm challenged, what do I do? Those are the things that kind of reveal our nature, right? Our nature which tends to be to rely on ourself or or something we have instead of to rely on God, instead of to depend on God. And that's 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 in a really significant shift. It's a shift that that I'll be honest with you, a lot of leaders never make that shift. A lot of leaders, even good leaders, they're good people, good hearted, but they always depend on themselves. And they tend to be the center of the wheel. In other words, everything depends on them. They tend to be, uh, oh, they tend to overwork because everything depends on them. And, and now I'm not saying that that means you're automatically not a spiritual leader because Sometimes spiritual leaders tend to overwork too, but, but this is a sure sign of somebody depending on other things and, and every, and they tend to be the center of the, the spokes, you know, all connect to them. Instead of just being a spoke in God's wheel, they tend to be the center of the wheel and everything depends on them. So in order to not do that, it takes a, a great deal of intentionality of focus, of, of, purposeful action to not slip into that because it's definitely the natural thing to do. It's definitely the nature. It's what I have to fight all the time is, is, is that I'm not relying on me, that I'm not depending on me. It's my nature for sure. And, and I mean, Michelle and I help each other a lot with this because we talk about God every morning and how God is working in our lives every morning. We pretty much, I mean, I would say at least five out of seven days a week. We talk, we talk about how, how things relate to God and what is God doing and how do we depend on him? It takes a radical focus. You keep coming back to God. You keep coming back to God. It takes bold requests. You know, God help us to do this. I've been working on a five year plan for the metro region. I'm excited. I can't wait to talk to the leadership team about it. I can't wait to talk to Doug and, 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 you know, the whole team, the staff about it and, and get their input. And let's talk about it. Um, because I, there's things in there that it's just going to take God. They're, they're too big. They're too big. There's, it's, it, anybody who runs by conventional wisdom and has to have a plan before they'll move forward will be terrified by this because. Your plans should require God; they really should. Uh, bold requests, intentional mindset of just okay. What does God want? What is God doing? How do, how do we make God's will be done here? And that's a mindset that we're always looking for God's plan. We're not just trying to move forward; we're trying to move forward in the direction God is steering us, and 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 especially as a leader. We're not set in our ways because all that stuff that we rely on, like experience, discipline, you know, past victories, things like that can really mess us up for the future if we're stuck in the past. Because the thing about the past is it's in the past. The past is not your future. And 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 because the world is changing, you cannot reproduce the past. And even, even, you know, uh, as the church has gone through so many changes, it's been tempting sometimes for leaders to want to go back and do what they did in the 80s because, hey, in the 80s it worked and the church was doing great. Well, the, the the problem is the 80s are gone. People don't think like they did in the 80s. People don't respond like they did in the 80s where that the 80s. Or 40 years ago. This is a long time ago. The world is totally different. So you have to figure out now what works today. 1980 was 40 years ago. So what what works today? What will move things? What will cause things to happen today? I mean, in 1980... We had no idea what the internet was or Facebook or social media or or even smartphones or any of that stuff. How'd you how do we reach out to people? How do we make big things happen? Um again, back to intentional leadership. So no matter what's happening, I have to keep my eyes on God. I have to train myself to be godly, to be spiritually minded so that I don't just relate. All those things, it doesn't mean I don't use them. Experience, talent, education. Absolutely, I use them. They're my bag of goodies. They're my bag of tricks, you know. And, and absolutely, I use them, but I'm not stuck with them. And I'm certainly, and this is really important, I'm certainly not limited by them. Greater things can happen. When we took on Hope Worldwide... I say we, Michelle and I took it on together. I was CEO and she's my assistant. I'd never done nonprofit before. There was all kinds of things that I'd never done before. Lead a global network of leaders around the world. Never done that before. You know, my meetings had to be at 6 a.m. because it was the only time that worked out for everybody. So that the latest anybody was on the phone was midnight, and the earliest the anybody that anybody was on the phone was me, 6 a.m. Because that was the only time that worked. I had to learn all kinds of new things. But I will tell you that, and God blessed it. God blessed hope. First year, second year, third year, incredible things happened. Amazing things. Miraculous things happened. Was it me? No, it It really was God. Now I say, well, leaders have an impact. Of course they do. Because they bring God into the picture. That's really important. Is a a leader's ability to bring God into the picture, into the formula, into the thinking, into the forefront of what the plans are, because victory comes from God. Now, can it come from other sources? Yes, of course, it can come from other sources. But the best victory, the most assured victories come from God. So we blew it out. We did awesome. We had a great time at Hope Worldwide. It was God, it was God, because God was blessing things all over the place. Uh, Luke eighteen eight, I tell you, He will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will He find faith on the earth? You know that I am jumping in at the end of a parable, but He, he closes out this and He asks a, a very important question is, will the Son of Man find faith on the earth? You say, well, what does faith have to do with power leadership? It has everything to do with it. <laughs> because powerful leadership comes from faith, really. It's faith in God. It's It's the practical side of faith in God. And so much depends on our faith. Jesus spent the time that he spent on earth— Really, the three years he spent with the apostles, so much of it was teaching them to be faithful, teaching them to walk by faith, to think faithful, or think spiritually, however you want to say it. It's the same thing. Thinking with God in mind, understanding every every problem you look at, plug God into the situation. How can God fix this? How can God make a difference? What does God want me to do here? And um, without faith, nothing is impossible. I mean, nothing is possible. Matthew 9, Jesus turned to her and saw her take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. This was that woman that crept up and touched Jesus, remember? And he said, your faith has healed you. What healed her? Her faith, she, because she believed it would. It did. In Matthew 9, 29. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. you remember the, the blind guys? And, and, and he said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. So if your faith is strong, the power of God flows through you freely. If your faith is not strong, don't expect a whole lot. According to our faith, it will be done. In Matthew 13, he says, and he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Here Jesus goes in to um his hometown and he can't do much. Why? Because they just don't believe. They just, this is, this is Jesus, son of Joseph. This is the son of Mary. Who's he think he is? That because they were so, they were overly familiar, they lacked faith. And so the faith of a leader is super important. That's why it has to be so intentional to keep our focus on God. Because it, it's our focus on God that, that helps us have great faith and keep great faith. It's why reading the Bible is so important because all those stories that are in the Bible they feed our faith. They build our faith. They help our brain function properly, so that when we think of things, we think of God, and and the thought process includes God. But if you don't read your Bible, that doesn't happen, and then all you have left is your experience, your talent, your money, or whatever you got, you know. In um, Matthew fourteen. He says, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? You remember Jesus saves him from, from sinking? It's what you doubt for. Why did you doubt? And, and it's our nature. I mean, we're, we're doubters, I always say. We see a sign that says wet paint. What do we do? We touch the wall to see if it's really wet. It's, it's our nature. And, and and we have to bring ourselves back to God and fill that faith back up and make sure that we're remembering God can do anything. I mean, it's, it's literally an exercise sometimes. All things are possible. All things are possible to him who believes, right? You just say that to yourself, say that to yourself until you remember it, until it's who you are. In Matthew 17, he replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, You can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. I mean, that's a pretty bold statement. Nothing will be impossible for you. I mean, you're going to do great things if you just have faith, if you keep your faith in God. Faith is so incredibly important. That we understand. And, and here's the thing is that we you know, in leadership, we all face challenging situations, right? Some of them only take a little faith. Some of them, no faith at all. You just solve it. You know how it works. You know, oh, we do this, we do that. Okay. You need to understand this, you understand that. We're all good. Some things are hard and they're like, you know, this is, this is, uh, this story. Uh, is at the end, I'll just, I want to read it to you. It says in Matthew 17 verse 14, it says, When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Keep in mind, they'd already, they'd already cast out a lot of demons. They'd already been out healing people. You unbelieving perverse generation, Jesus replied. Oops, got a little angry there. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? I mean, this is, Jesus was very transparent. I don't know what you can call this other than frustration. You know, he is frustrated. Come on, guys, believe. You've seen so many great things. How can you doubt And I think that that's, that's the way it is with us because we've seen so many great things. We've seen people set free. We've seen people change. We've seen people become loving that were hateful. We've, we've seen all kinds of things. People set free of addictions and all these incredible things. And yet we still doubt. We cannot doubt. We have to remember the God who did it. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private. Well, let first it says, Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed at that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? I mean, they were, they were honestly baffled. They were just like, we tried. We just, we couldn't do it. He replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say the mountain move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. But we have to have the faith. We have to believe in God and in the power of God. You gotta be plugged into God. This is that thing where I talked about sails, not oars. Oars are are discipline, drive, determination, character, all of which are good things. But you can only get so far and so fast with them. Contrast that to the ship of sails. Now, wind blows. Boom, off you go. More power, longer power, faster power. It's God's power. It's, it's the wind, not, not the, not the oars. It doesn't depend on your strength. In Matthew 21, 21 it says, truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. You will move mountains. Great things can happen. I think that because for a lot of us, our faith has been very low. We don't expect much. we're, We're afraid to ask for much. And our faith is low. The way you build up your faith is by stepping out on faith. Literally. I mean, the phrase is there for a reason, right? The fruit of a faithful life you have to go out on a limb. You know, you, 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 fruit doesn't grow on the trunk. It grows at the end of the limb. That means you got to go out on a limb to get it. And, and leadership, this is never more true than in leadership that if you want to get great things done, it's not that you have to be so great, but you got to be plugged into a great God. Then great things can happen. I think a lot of leaders lose their faith and they're perfectly happy with just normalcy, just getting by, just doing okay, not falling into trouble, not falling behind, not doing badly. When a a faithful leader is empowered by God to go do great things, not just okay things. I'm telling you, if great things aren't happening, then you gotta really stop and ask, is God really that involved? I mean, I I appreciate the parking lot prayers, but God is the God of the universe. It's a little bit of a waste of <laughs> power, if that's the limit of how much power we ask from God. We gotta ask God for bigger things, greater things. It's why I challenge the region to have the five impossible prayers, which I hope you're still praying for. So that we can see how God can make those things happen. I've already gotten several emails of people who've who've already seen their impossible prayers come true. That's awesome. At the end of the year, I want us to to write a big list or do we'll do something where we'll share that. But you've got to ask for bold things. So power leadership. Um, Isaiah forty verse twenty eight. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Okay. This is that classic scripture, right? It's often, it's quoted many times in many movies. It's a great scripture because basically it's, it's, it's what we're talking about. It's God giving strength and God giving power and, and not falling and not stumbling because you're plugged into God. And even though you will fall and even though you will stumble, you grab a hold of God and he lifts you up. And he will make you soar on wings like eagles, and run and not grow weary, and walk and not be faint. And and but that's a that's a way of life. That's very intentional, very purposeful. Of I'm going to keep myself plugged into God. So, Psalm twenty, verse seven. We'll close out with this verse. Some trust in chariots, and some in horses, but we trust in the name. of of the Lord our God. So, what is power leadership? Power leadership is, you know, you recognize your bag of goodies. We've talked about our strengths, our talents, our abilities. I would add to that, our training, our education, our experiences, our resources, uh, friends, media, computer, everything. Those are that's wonderful. That's a bag. That's your toolbox. And you got all kinds of wonderful tools in there that are great. Keep them. Take care of them. Keep them sharp. Keep them ready to be used. But what's most important is your walk with God and being plugged into him. Being plugged into God so that when you're tired, he can give you strength. When you grow faint, he can help you keep moving forward. So that when you're done he can carry on wings of eagles this is the this is the power sometimes the power is just that you're the guy that never quits you're the woman who just keeps going you're like the bunny rabbit with the battery just nobody stops you you keep going 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 and people scratch their set their head and say how does she keep going or how does he keep moving forward because he's plugged into god because he 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 gets up and he's renewed every day. And how are miracles happening? Because he's an instrument of God, because she just does whatever God wants her to do. She overrides her own feelings, her own, she denies herself. Remember Jesus said that. And therefore God is able to use her. God is able to do great things with that person. And so no matter what it is, we're trying to lead in whether it's a household, a project, a Bible talk, a church, work, whatever. The most important resource that we have is God. And we have to keep that right here all the time. Nothing else will save you. Nothing else will give you the strength you need. Nothing else will help you to overcome all the challenges that will be thrown in our path. But God will. And God can. And here's the real kicker said, sometimes God lets those challenges be thrown in your path just so that you learn to rely on him. When they marched out into the desert and they quickly realized they were going to run out of food. And then of course they cried out to the Lord and he sent them manna, but he did not let them collect more than a day's worth so that they would have to rely on him and trust him that he'd take care of them the next day. He'd take care of them the next day. He was training them to be faithful. And that's what God is doing with us. He's training us to be faithful. Learn it. Learn it. And the better you learn it, the more mountains you can move, the more great things that can happen. And you can be used. You can be the one to be that God is uses, that God uses for great things. That's a blast and I'll tell you what there's nothing so exciting as a leader being a leader than when all these great things are just happening and you're literally watching them happen and you know you I didn't cause that to happen I didn't cause that to happen that's what it's really exciting because because you know you're under you're under like God controls like automatic pilot you're under God pilot. But it, it, it takes a lot to get there. I'll tell you that. It takes self-denial. It takes focus. It takes intentionality. It takes a great deal of prayer. It takes building up your faith. It takes trusting in Him. But it, it can and it does happen. And then boom, 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 boom. I'm excited because it's going to happen here in Metro. It's going to happen. Are we there yet? No, we're not there yet. We're we're still turning the ship and we're still you know, getting everything ready. But when we're ready and when God thinks we're ready, he's going to unleash the blessings. He's going to unleash incredible things. And I'm just, I want to get ready. I want to make sure I'm ready. I want to make sure everybody in the region's ready so that we can see God do amazing things through us. And it's the funnest thing. I've, I've gotten to be in this, in San Diego, in this, in New Jersey, in this state. In Miami, in this state, in Puerto Rico, where you're just like, whoa, look at what God is doing. That's intense. That's powerful leadership. You're operating really above your own leadership abilities because God's making things happen. So some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of our Lord, Yahweh. God bless you. You've just listened to the Metro L.A. Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.